Okay, let's make a confession here before we start the message. Isaiah chapter 4, uh, 50, this is scripture. Isaiah 50 verse 4 and 5. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak the word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ears, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. That is a beautiful thing to do if that's what God is doing in your life. You are not turning away. In John chapter 8, verse 23 and 24, Jesus speaking to them says, You are from beneath. I am from above. You are of the world. I am not of this world. Therefore, I said to you that you will die in your sin, your sins, for if you do not believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. The the worst thing that can happen to a human being that is on earth, if you have been born into this earth, the worst thing that can happen to you is to die in your sin. That's the worst thing. You can live a beautiful life filled with all kinds of excitement and you've enjoyed life, but if you die in your sin, you gain nothing. Because after your death, there is an eternity of suffering if you die in your sin. And believe me, you don't know the measure of the suffering now. You just read about it, you don't understand it. If you can look at the universe, the way God has constructed the universe, think about it when God says you are going to suffer. It's not the kind of suffering we know on earth. It's different and painful. Especially if you had an opportunity to make the right decision to accept Christ into your life. And you didn't. So you will suffer with regret as well. The picture of yourself in church and you not making the decision for Christ will haunt you with the pain of hell all through eternity. So that's the gravity of this. You will die in your sin if you don't believe this. This is almighty God. This morning I was thinking, this thing, I can't understand it. That God came to the earth. God himself came to the earth. He took a body and then suffered on the cross. Serious suffering. Think about it. That was God whipped by a man. Think about it. God humbled himself and allowed his back to be whipped by a man. Ordinary man. Just for the love for you. So that you won't go to hell. If you don't receive him, you will have eternity of regret. And I'm speaking to those here. I don't know everybody. And those at home. And those watching. And those who will watch later via television. Because we are in uh, all of Africa on television. The suffering is going to be great. You despise the death of God himself. 
and turned away from it because you wanted to live your own life. It's freedom in America. Do whatever I want. Uh, that's only for a season, very short. Eternity is going to be very grave. So we need to pay heed and make a choice for Jesus. Make a choice for Jesus. Turn away from your old life. I used to think when I got saved, I thought, Jesus, I got so many bad things that I do. Why am I going to change them? Jesus, you got to help me. Once I gave my life to Christ, I hated every one of those things. I didn't want it around me. I, don't want, I didn't want anything. The drinking, that was my thing. I drank a lot and had parties. We had a lot of money. And so we spent. And we were, it was constant party in our home. You could barely see. We had dark lights. Oh, yes. You can barely see. It's disco all the time. You, eh, 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 and with my bare bottom. And throw. <laughs> yes. We were nuts. After I got saved, I didn't want any of that. I didn't want the drink. I want nothing of it. You know, some Christians or some people who believe they are Christians, they drink. But let me say something to you. God shared this with me. He said to Timothy, take a little wine for your stomach's sake. What does that mean? So Christians say, well, Paul told Timothy to drink. But notice what he was telling Timothy. I never thought about it. He was saying, Timothy, take a little wine for your stomach's sake. Because Timothy wasn't drinking. Timothy wasn't drinking. That was not Timothy had left drinking and all of that aside. Put it away. That was medicine for him. They didn't know what we know now. Paul was with Paul, uh, John Luke, who is a physician. And probably that one advice, tell him to have a little wine, not all lot of wine, but a little wine for your stomach's sake. And then Christians run, in that, run after that, and they drink all the time. Timothy wasn't drinking in his devotion to God. Paul had to make him take a little wine. And I'm sure he didn't like it. But for medicine's sake, he took it. So people justify everything they want to do. We cannot do these things. You got to live for God. You have to. It's a commitment. It's a life commitment. Jesus said very clearly, if you don't deny even your own life, you cannot be a part of the kingdom of God. You got to drop everything. If you love anything more than Jesus, you're not making it. It's like going to a, through a narrow gate with a lot of luggage with you. You're not going through that gate. Too narrow. You got to some, leave some of the, uh, the, uh, what you have, your luggage with you. That's fine. Pastor Larry will talk to you later about this. I'm moving on. My message today, we are different. We are different. If you are a Christian, you are not like the world. Just like Jesus said, I'm from above. How did Jesus say in John chapter 3, you must be born from above. That which is flesh is flesh. 
That which is spirit is spirit. That's different. You are now born again from above. You are not of this world. Because if you were of this world, how was it that you were born from above? That's the born again experience. Born from above. So you are not ordinary. Jesus was flesh, human flesh, but he also has the spirit of God inside of him. He came on him when he was baptized. So are you. So are you. There is a part of you, and I'm going to share the scripture with you. Some people get very upset when they hear it, but because they don't want to listen to the truth. They already have their mind made up what they believe. And no matter what you tell them, they're not going to accept it. They have their mind made up. Well, the reason you have your mind made up is because you want excuses in here, in this place and in that place. I can't do that. Whereas God said you can. Jesus was both flesh and spirit. He was born from above. Listen to this. In John chapter 14 verse 20, it says, at that day, and we are in that day, amen, at that day, you will know. Most people don't know. Or some people don't know, I should say. You will know that I am in my Father, and you in me. Think about this. Is it true what Jesus just said? Think about it. Is it true or he was telling us a lie? I am in my Father, that's God the Father, and you are in me. Every one of us in Jesus, once you have received him, you are in him. Whether you know it or not, that's the truth. Because Jesus cannot lie. You are in him. Basically, if the devil is going to destroy your life, he has to go through the Father and go through the Son to get to you. I'm sure he will be knocked so hard and whipped so hard, he'll never try it again. But then Jesus said, I am, you are in me and I am in you. So you carry Jesus Everywhere you go, you don't recognize it, and the devil wants you to be ignorant of it, but once you recognize it, and you are walking in it, everywhere you go, the devil says, here comes trouble for us, because they know the power you have. Your words can change a man's life. Look at Michael. Your words, because they are divine words. He's different today. Right, Michael? You are a different man because of the words. Just like Jesus spoke and the people heard it and their lives were transformed. The same is happening through us because he's in us. How can somebody who is carrying God be afraid? God is in you and you are scared. A little demon, oh, pastor, pastor. I was dealing with this demon. I'm scared. He's in my house. Hey. Oh my God. You are carrying God inside of you 
and you are afraid a little demon in your house and you are busy in fear picking the oil and anointing your doors and anointing this all in fear. No! If God lives in you, you have nothing to be afraid of. You have nothing to be afraid of. God himself is living inside of you. That's the Lord Jesus. Jesus went somewhere and, and, and he was scared. Have you ever read that in the scripture? Why are you scared? Because you take his place. Amen? You take his place. That's the beginning. Multiply. You see that? Multiply. In Genesis. One of these, he says, multiply, fill the earth. You know what God's doing? He's filling the earth with people like him. Because he's in them. He's in them. So for that reason, because Jesus is in you, guess what he said? When I read this the first time, I quickly put on the page. He didn't, <laughs> that's not going to be happening for me. Listen to what he says. Most assuredly, John 14, 12, 12 through 14, he says, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me. How many believers do we have here this morning? How many people really believe in him? Where, where are the unbelieving believers? How many people believe in him this morning? Think about it. No condition, no if you believe and you are a pastor or anything, it just those who believe in me. I shortly, I am going to assure you that those who believe in me, this is what is going to happen to them. Most assuredly. I could have, he could have said assuredly. But most assuredly. No doubt about it. This is the truth that cannot be altered. Most assuredly. I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. Amen. Amen. The works that I do, he, that's you, will do also. How many of you have cast out the devil? Most people run from it. And they go call pastor. But pastor is also a believer just like you are. He who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. Why? Because he's living in you. He has made you a God to all the elements of the earth. Including every demon here. That's what Jesus said. It's just like he did with Moses. I will make you a God over Pharaoh. And Jesus said, the scripture cannot be broken. Those to whom the word of God came, God said they are gods. If you want to fight with him, go and get your fight with him. And make him change his mind. God said that. Someone said, Pastor Goodluck said we are gods. Oh, I didn't say that. God, Jesus said it. If you want to fight with him, go fight with him. That's what Jesus said. How can somebody that God has made a god over the elements of the earth be scared and afraid? You know, I read in the scripture, when you read about Paul, Paul said to himself, I'm in a street. I don't know what to do. I I, I have a desire to go back home and be with my Lord. And I will receive the word. But, but, But you guys need me. And then Paul said, okay, I made up my mind. I'm going to be alive. 
Nobody can kill him. There was a man that they were, they were persecuting long ago. I read about it. They were persecuting my friend, my, the guy who led me to the Lord was telling me about it. They would pick him up just like Polycarp, disciple of John, uh, uh, Apostle John, Polycarp. The guy who says, they're going to burn him, he says, That's, I, I can't deny my God. Get me burned. But that was when he was willing. Paul says, I have the desire to go, but you need me, so I'm going to be around. You can't kill him. He decides when he's going to go. And Peter also said, my time has come. I'm ready to be offered. They knew the time. They knew the time. Humans like us. But they knew their God. And believed their God. And walked with their God. And they were different. They were not ordinary. Like Paul says, you are walking like mere men. You are not a mere man. You are not ordinary man. There is something in you that is God. Because you received God into your life. Amen. Hallelujah. That's the truth. This guy, they will stone him. This is my, my, uh, the one who brought me to the Lord. They will stone him and he's on the, on the floor. They stone and they, he's not moving anymore. They believe he's dead. And they walk away. He was, after they've gone, he will stand up and say, we are indestructible until our time comes. You can't destroy him. He believed in his God. They couldn't kill him. So Jesus tells us we can do these things. Because I go to my father. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do. Basically, when you lay your hands to pray for somebody, Jesus is already there. Amen. Whatever you ask. He said that, and then he tells you, whatever you ask, whatever you desire for me to do, I will do it. For the pastor, no. For the one who believes. Are you a believer? Why don't you try it? I've tried it. I've tried it. I've said it to you here. When I saw that, I finally said, okay, I'm going to go try this. I put my finger on the, they, they, they sought me out. I pray generally because it's a large crowd. They sought me out with a, a, a woman that was completely deaf, totally deaf. And the whole church sat down and watching what was going to happen. Because I was visiting in Africa. I, put my, I, saw, I noticed that Jesus put his finger in the ears. You read in scripture? And then he commanded the devils to leave. So I put my finger in the both ears and commanded the devil to leave. And I took my finger off to give him room to go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And after I did that, the church was waiting to see. And I did. And she said, yes, I can hear. And I said something to her. She replied immediately. She was healed. I said, Pastor, good luck has some power. No, I don't have more power than you have. You are a believer. You are a believer. Take authority. Amen. You don't have to be afraid. Because God is on your side. God's walking with you. The disciples in their time, they knew this. Because they had worked with him. That's why I'm talking about discipleship. 
until you are disciples, you never go near something like that. You don't even believe that that could ever happen in your life. You don't have to be a pastor. We have a lot of uh, pa- uh, uh, prayer partners here. Many of them are not pastors. And after our healing service, I pray for a few people. And then later I'm hearing about so many people that were healed by these people. And it's, it's a joy for me. It's beautiful. Because they are able to step out. You know, step out, from, step out of the boat and do something. Step out of the boat. If you don't try, you will never get the result. But try and your life will explode with faith. Because you tried. Blind, can I pray for you? I remember being in Walmart. This guy was hurting so bad. And I said to him, can I pray for you, sir? He said, yeah. I prayed for him. His leg was totally, he was standing up. He was wanting to sit down because he couldn't stand long. He was standing up for a while. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. It's not me. It's Jesus. You can do it. You can do it. The disciples knew it. They understood the word. And they practiced it. Listen to this. It says, I have been crucified with Christ. Good word. Did you know you were crucified with Christ? That's what Jesus, that's what the Bible says. That's what God says. I have been crucified with Christ. He's no longer I who live. So who is living? Your body is still there, but Christ is there. Why is there no Christ in your life? Why? I must be missing something. If it's not Christ in my life, he says very clearly there, I have been crucified with Christ. So you died when you received Christ. And then you were given a new life. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. You are not ordinary. You are recreated to be a servant of God. And you carry Christ in you. He's already told you before. In John 14 verse 20. I am in the Father. That's what he said. And you are in me. And I am in you. So, I carry Christ. I don't apologize for it. I know he's inside of me. And the devil sees him when I'm coming for business, my kingdom business. He says, here comes trouble. Our kingdom is about to be scattered by this fellow. I remember once I was in Africa and they told me uh, there was a demon. They have a name for it in Lume in Nigeria. He skips. In ball of light before them. The villagers, they all knew about him. And the preacher told me, uh, 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 Brother Goodluck, uh, this demon, uh, we all know about him. I even saw him one day. He was coming in front of me. He's going to be mad that you are coming. So we need to fast and pray. So I said, who is going to fast? Let the demon go fast. I'm not fasting for a demon. I'm not going to do that. By the time I was through with the crusades, several of them, nobody saw the demon around. It was a school principal that said to the people, have anyone seen, and they mentioned the name. And the old people said, no. And the woman said, we have driven him out of town. Oh, yes. One person. 
with Jesus, believing in him, can do great things. And that's what I want our church to be like. Not just pastor, every one of you. I have a vision to reach Africa. We want to send you there (laughs) by yourself to deal with the demons. Cast them out and bring souls to God. And you will do it. That's why this message is. Amen? You will do it. Can I hear amen? You will do it. Amen. We'll lock you in a room with somebody that's demon possessed. You're not getting out until you get the demon out. Pastor, let me out. No. You stay there till you cast the demon out. Are you a believer? Yes, Pastor, stay there. Do the work. This works that Jesus did and greater works. Amen. We are able to do them. Can I hear an amen to that? Say with me, I am able to do those works because Christ lives inside of me. If you don't say it, it's because there is a part of you that is unbelief. Because I'm preaching what God says. You can see the scriptures. It's not just my words. And it's for everybody. Young, old, boy, call the matter. It's for everyone who believes. You are cru- I'm crucified. It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. By faith. He's by faith. Believe in what I'm telling you in that day. Because he's going to work for you. I wasn't a pastor when I did everything I was telling you now. I wasn't a pastor then. Most things I did in my early time, I wasn't a pastor, just a member of a church. Sometimes they call me to a restaurant. But it's all God. Because I told myself, I have to believe God's word. Amen? I have to believe what he says. I'm not listening to anybody. No preacher. I don't want to hear your doctrine. Let me go to the Bible and find it myself. And I encourage you to do the same thing. Just as I'm sharing with you with the scriptures. Do the same thing. And see what God will do for you and your family. Amen. He's going to do it. When you read the power that the disciples had, that was some of the challenges I had. How, how come I don't see these things anymore? Then T.L. Osborne came to my country, and boy, so many miracles. And I said, wow. Uh, somebody said he must be Jesus because he had a beard too. <laughs> he said, that's Jesus. Nobody does this. That's Jesus. And he had to say, I'm not Jesus. And the people say, huh? <laughs> I'm not Jesus. But he was doing great signs. Even which doctors came to best to listen. Amen. One man. Just one man from Oklahoma. Why can't God use you just like that man? What difference does he make? God is a respecter of no one. If you can believe, he'll use you. And I believe God's going to use us here in Jesus' name. Every one of us, stand up, attend Sunday school, listen to the word of God, grow, get rich in Christ, and these miracles will start taking place. People will start calling and wanting you to come and share with them. There's going to be some of us here that have done 
twice what I've ever accomplished in Christ. I believe that. And I'm not going to be jealous of you. I taught you everything you know. Mm-hmm. Power. Listen to this. Acts chapter 5 verse 15. He says, in so much that they brought forth the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and couches that at least the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow them, some of them. What were they? They were looking for healing. His shadow, Peter's shadow was healing people. The people knew there was something different about Peter. And they said, well, that's an apostle. Oh, we still have apostles today. You can be one. You like that? You can be one. His shadow healed people. The greater works than this. We never read of Jesus' shadow healing anybody. Did you read that? Nobody. But because he believed and was a disciple and knew Jesus, they saw the power coming out of his life and the people decided he is just like Jesus. Bring, this is after Jesus went to heaven. Bring the sick and let his shadow heal them. Shadow of a man healing them. We read about uh, uh, Elisha, his bones healing, uh, bringing back a dead man to life. For Paul and Peter... That was nothing. That was nothing. New Testament believers. If you read the scripture, every scripture in the, Old, in the New Testament ends with Amen. Except for the book of Acts. Because it continues. The book is still being written. Let your name be there. Let your name be there. We're playing games with God in the church. We just go to church. I, just, I was in church this morning. I checked myself present and that's all. No! He's much more than that. There is so much power in the church. Listen, God says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, turn from their wicked ways, he says, I will hear from heaven. And guess what he's going to do? Heal the land. Because of his people. He healed the whole land. So people can have peace. We are his people. And he wants to use us. You wake up. And let God use you. Wake up. Forget about being an ordinary Christian. You are not ordinary. There is something in you. That is greater than the world. God in you is greater than the creation. The whole creation. Why should we be afraid? I read about uh, Smith Wigglesworth. The demon came into his room and moved his bed. He woke up and looked at the demon. He could see him. He said, oh, it's you. And turned around and went to sleep. He could care less about the demon. I think he said, he said to the demon, back! And the demon moved his, his bed back to where it was. And, and, and he went to sleep. That's a man. Just a few years ago. Because he had faith. And he knew he was a believer and accepted it. Today, we watered everything down. It's all about how you can survive. <laughs> Survival. That's what they talk about. How you can overcome this, how you can overcome that. How you... No! Jesus! He takes over. 
And your life is changed. You still have to understand the natural because you're still flesh. But when you have Jesus, that takes care of it. If you understand him. Acts chapter 19, verse 11 and 12. It says, And God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul, so that even handkerchiefs and aprons were brought from his body to the sick. Handkerchiefs from his body to the sick. And the diseases left them. And evil spirits went out of them. The guy is not even present. Amen. That's read from scripture. The guy wasn't even present. Just taking his handkerchief. Can I borrow your handkerchief? That's healing for somebody. Apron. Taken from Paul. They put it. Listen. I prayed with demons. I usually say come out in Jesus name. This apron will drive the demons out without anyone saying anything. And Paul was just a man. Just like us. With same feeling. How many ready to do miracles in Jesus' name? Every one of us. We can do miracles in his name. There are a lot of scriptures here that I wanted to share, I would like to share with you, but I'll just give you what it is. Paul was preaching in a place and he spoke for a long time. So I'm going to be speaking for a long time today. He was speaking for a long time and a young man named Eutychus uh, he was tired of listening. He fell asleep. And he was, ty- he was sitting on the window up. And he, he went into deep sleep. Probably with a little snoring while the preacher was preaching. Some of which I've seen in church people sleep. <laughs> and I'm thinking, pastor's message is so boring. The guy is going to a deep sleep. A deep meditation. He's talking to his God with snoring. <laughs> And the guy fell from that place up and died. You know what Paul did? He says, don't worry about it. He just laid himself on the guy and said, he's alive. Took him back up. Alive. And then continued to preach so the guy can sleep again. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> For a long time he preached. Today, once it's 12 o'clock, oh, it's 12 o'clock, the pastor is going to it's, it's going more than just 12 o'clock. We got to beat the Baptist to the restaurant. We might not find a place. That's not a heart that wants to really follow after God. We stay with the word. There was another man. His name is Elimus, by Jesus. And um, this uh, wealthy guy, well-known, wanted to hear the word, consul. He wanted to hear the word from Paul. And when Paul was, Paul, Paul and Barnabas, and when they were speaking to the man, by Jesus was uh, a sorcerer, and he opposed them. And Paul said to him, you son of the devil, you try to pervert the righteousness of God, and said to him, from this time and for a time, your eyes, you won't be able to see the sun. Guess what? Instantly, 
His eyes got blind. I needed somebody. And guess what? The guy that called them, he didn't need any word anymore. <laughs> he got saved. And I believe that man, after that darkness comes out of his eye, he's going to seek life. That's what God wants to do through us. Amen? The power of the word of God. Just give me five minutes, I will get through, because I want to go to another sermon next week. I think Abraham is going to be here. Bishop Abraham. Probably I let him preach. Um, but there is power that frees, the same power that is in us frees us from the power of sin. It frees us from the power of sin. This I cannot just go, but I need to read it to you. In, in uh, Romans chapter 6, it says, But now, having been set free from sin. Did you hear that? You have been set free from sin. You are not a sinner. By the grace of God, I hope my son will help me. God gave me a song that I wrote. Oh, yes. My first song I wrote <laughs> was something. Amy and uh, my son and the music team asked to help me. But the first word is, I'm not a sinner. Sickness, I have none. I don't have those. And he maintains it. I'm more than a conqueror. Sin has no dominion over me. I can quote all the things God gave me. Two days God gave me that song very quickly. And uh, I don't write songs. I'm not a musician. I know only three chords. And every song must fit into those three chords. That's about it. Every song is going to fit in. Whether you like it or not, you're going with my three chords. You are not a sinner. Because God set you free. Can you see the word? You have. It says having. That you have been set free from sin. You are no longer a sinner. People talk about being a saint. Yes, you are a saint. Paul wrote to the saints in Ephesus. To the saints in Colossae. To the saints in Corinthians. He wrote to people who were alive. Not dead. And he called them saints. Why don't you agree with word, the word of God? Can a sinner be a saint? But God calls you a saint because Christ lives in you. And it's no longer you who lives. You can't call a person in whom Christ lives in a sinner. That's wrong. How can Christ be living in a sinner? And unite himself with a sinner. You are a new creation. Based on the word of God. The Bible tells us. I believe it's called 1 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17. You are, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. God said so. And that's the way it is. You are a new creation. And you are no longer a sinner. No longer a sinner. You are no longer a sinner. It says, having be, you've become slaves of God or servants of God. You have your, your fruit in holiness and the end everlasting life. Romans chapter 8, uh, 8 verse 1 through 4. It says, therefore, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who walk after the spirit and not after the flesh. 
or according to the spirit, or uh, but according to, I mean, uh, not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ has made me free from the law of sin and death. Can you see that? You're free. Until you believe it, you start making excuses for sin. But the one who believes it cannot make any excuse. Once he hits you, you start, ah, that's contrary to my life. And so you go repenting, asking God for forgiveness. And the Bible tells us, if you confess your sins, God is faithful and just to forgive you your sin and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. When he's cleansed you from all unrighteousness, are you still unrighteous? No. A lot to speak this morning. But you're free. You're free. In Romans it says, you have become slaves of righteousness. Slaves of righteousness. Romans chapter 6. It says you were in sin, but you believed that form of doctrine that made you free. It says, having been set free from sin, you became slaves of righteousness. So when sin comes, you said, you know, I used to be your servant's sin, but you know, I have a new master now. He's called righteousness. If I listen to you, he's going to be mad at me. <laughs> I'm not going to do what you're telling me to do. I have a new master now. He, t- he bought me from you with his blood. He bought me from you with his blood. So I have a bigger master. This is huge master. And you know him. I'm not going to listen to you. You are a slave of righteousness. Say it with me. I am a slave of righteousness. That's a good place to be. You obey the word. Amen. You obey the word. I'm going to close by there. Stand up with me. Slaves of righteousness. You can do miracles, signs and wonders. I want the young people laying hands on their friends and they come back and say, they were healed and they are so excited. When that happens, we have revival. When the kids are beginning to talk, we have revival. One of these days when we have our healing meet, uh, service, I will find, that, find some of the young ones that I understand to come and pray for the sick. We've seen legs grow. Hands, people, hands, shorter, we've seen them. God has done all of that here. I can do miracles. I don't even know what's going on while I'm praying. So it's not me, it's him. Amen? Pastor Larry, please come up. What a great message this morning. Pastor, you were on fire this morning, that's for sure. How many of you believe that? Praise the Lord. How many of you received what he said this morning? Amen. He talked about this new life, right? This new creation. But there might be someone here today, we don't want to close the service here, or we don't want to close the service even out on our links. All those that's out there without giving the invitation for people to accept the Lord Jesus Christ. But on top of that, it says we have the authority to speak healing, Right? So you may be here this morning and you may be sick in body. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that you have to leave the same way you came in. Right? You can actually... Praise the Lord, I think he's still on. Pastor, you're still on, but that's okay. He just wants to be part of this. I understand that. But you can be healed today. Not only here, but there's no distance in prayer. 
Just as you can receive the Lord Jesus Christ here or out there, wherever this message gets to you today, the same God that saves you is the same God that will heal you wherever you are. Okay? And we always want to know who has accepted the Lord Jesus Christ. And we also want to know if God has touched you and has healed you. If you're here in the church, you know how to get in contact with us. But if you don't, out there, you can contact us at prayer at thefellowship.org, thearkfellowship.org. That's prayer at thearkfellowship.org, telling us that you have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ or that you've received prayer or you need prayer. That's the way to communicate with us through our prayer at theartfellowship.org, okay? But today, if you don't know Jesus Christ, you can come to know Him. And I invite not only all of you here, but those that are listening out there, that if you need healing in your body, I'm going to pray healing for you. I want you to receive it. If you have a spot that's on your body that's, that needs to be healed, place your hand on your body in faith, believing that as we speak the Word and as you believe with faith, that you're going to be healed today and we're going to hear about it, okay? We're going to do all of it at one time, okay? But we're going to pray the prayer of salvation. If you want to know Jesus Christ, he says you must ask for forgiveness, invite him into your life, and believe that he died on the cross for you and that you were raised and now sits in his, raised from the dead and now sits with his Father in heaven. If you believe those basic things, it says you shall be saved. But we must make the confession with our mouth, not only for salvation, but also for our healing. So if you need healing, you ask the Lord, I'm receiving your healing as we pray. Would you bow your heads with me and repeat after me as we pray? Father, we thank you for your healing power. We thank you, Lord, that you sent Jesus to die on the cross, that we could have life and have that more abundantly. The body that was shed for all of our sicknesses, our disease, our infirmities, God right now, We thank you, Lord, as we speak healing to those that are out there right now in the name of Jesus. Whatever sickness is there, it is now healed in the name of Jesus. We declare it because your word says and has promised us that what we say is true. Now, Father, if these don't know you, Lord, as a personal Savior, let us repeat after this. And mean this from the bottom of your heart. Jesus, I invite you into my life to be the Lord of my life, to be my Savior. Forgive me of my sins. Today, I am washed clean. I believe that you died on the cross that I could be saved. I believe that you were raised after three days. And that you went to be with your Father. And you presented your body for my sin and my infirmities. I thank you, Lord, for coming into my life, being the Lord of my life. And I claim you as my Lord and my Savior. I am now saved by the blood of the Lamb, Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, I thank you for it and praise you for it. In Jesus' name, and everyone said in agreement, amen. May God richly bless you as you go, and may God richly bless all of you there.